hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode once again of the podcast. All right, I literally just finished recording the previous episode and I'm recording this one because I'm just loving this right now. I'm just loving it. I'm laying in bed as usual. Now I actually have clothes on. Normally I'm naked in bed because I'm really one of those people that like if I don't have to have clothes on, I won't. So I want to have clothes on right now. Anyway, I'm here in this bed and I'm just like, I want to make another episode because this topic is in my mind like crazy right now. And the topic is humility. So if you just listened to the previous episode, you might have just heard me talk about humility in you know, one or two lines. And basically my big declaration, my big claim, the big gold nugget here, the big kabam, Humility is not having to do with you not thinking highly of yourself. Humility has nothing to do with you also thinking lowly of yourself or not recognizing your abilities or your talents or not recognizing all of those beautiful effects that you have and the results that you're seeing in your life. Humility is actually really fundamentally knowing that you are nothing. Isn't that amazing? It was not like super dramatic. That was super dramatic. And it was kind of super dramatic because I don't even remember what I said in the previous episode. <laughs> I said this one line and it sounded so good. And I was trying to remember that one line and it wasn't coming up. All in all, though, maybe the line will come back. Um, maybe I should pause this, go listen, and then say the line. Ah, never mind. Okay, so I went back and listened to that previous episode for like six minutes before I found the lines. I had no idea when I said it. And that was the line. I did it at the end. That was so overly dramatic. Humility is actually really knowing you are nothing. That's what I had said before. So I did remember it. But yeah, I went back and checked to make sure. Ah, never mind. <laughs> okay, so why, why am I saying this? What is going on? So I feel like humility is mistaken a lot for not giving ourselves credit, not validating ourselves, and not celebrating ourselves. And you know, when people walk around and they seem, you know, really confident, oh, it's a lack of humility, you know. And then also in the spiritual community, there's this thing, um, especially what when I've been exposed to um, recently that the, the Buddhist philosophy and everything. There is this somehow this 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 paradoxically, uh, you know, an ego around not like about being humble, right? <laughs> so you know, oh, you know, like the Dalai Lama is very humble, right? It's, oh, I'm just an ordinary man, right? I'm just an ordinary monk. 
oh, shut up. You're the Dalai Lama. Like, you're not an ordinary monk. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this humility, yes, it is so beneficial. Yes, it has its place in spirituality. No, I'm not dissing the Dalai Lama. It's just to, to bring in a little bit of humor here, right? And so we think that humility is something that's very beneficial for us, and it is, but I think that we're mistaking humility from going from one spectrum of an ego to another spectrum of the ego, whereas humility is really getting out of the ego. So if you think that you're amazing or if you think that you're shit, both of them are not humble. And if you think that you're average, you're also not being humble. As long as you think of yourself as something, you're not being humble. And so we're coming back to this philosophy of non-duality. As soon as you think of yourself, you're out of humility. <laughs> like, it's, it's that simple, right? When we really bring it down fundamentally. So then how to actually practice beneficial and healthy humility? Well, first of all, I kind of want to invite you, leave the humility for the monks and the nuns, okay? Like when it comes to like being like Dalai Lama, hum like humble, if you're not on that really deep spiritual path, I don't suggest trying to go there right away because it might be too much. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm so ready to go there because I'm like so spiritually advanced and like I've done a kundalini yoga training. So I'm sure that I'm like ready to go to that extent of humility. Then go there, like for sure. But for the common of, of us mortals that have not done a 100-hour kundalini training and enlightened all of our chakras, I really think that there is a journey through the self, right, to overcome the self. And there's a journey through the ego to destroy the ego. And so actually within, um, within the, 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 the training that I did in Tushita, um, one of the, um, I think it was Lama Rinpoche that he said, used to say this all the time that uh don't quote me on this it might be llama yeshi also it's one of the two anyway one of these llamas was like you have to have a healthy ego to be able to destroy it right and so that's why they would also say meditation is for healthy people right and i really really believe in that i think i'm gonna make another episode okay parenthesis another episode on like pyramid of maslow comparison to like who's actually ready for spiritual personal meditation of development yay but for right now we're focusing on is this is this really 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 important factor so what is a healthy ego Oh my God, what is a healthy ego? Like what a question. So I really encourage you to find out for yourself what is a healthy ego? What do you think is a healthy ego? Let's theorize it about it right now. I'm not even sure that I'm, I would even say that I know what a healthy ego is. I'll try here and see. So what I think a healthy ego would be is an ego that is not too extreme. So... An ego also that isn't so reliant on constantly getting proof or constantly needing reaffirmation of its existence, of itself, to be happily existing. <laughs> what do I mean by that? So I would assume that a healthy ego does not need, like I said, for it to be symbolically reinforced. So if your ego is unhealthy then you might need to hear every single day, hey, I'm worthy. 
right? I'm worthy. And you might need to look for proof of you being worthy for you to be able to, to actually adopt that. This is literally the weirdest episode ever. I have never done this much editing, but I had to actually stop and blow my nose. And I am so sorry because as I'm listening to this and editing it, it sounds so gross. You can like hear me like, like not like that, but like, like, cause now my nose isn't blocked, so I can't make that sound anymore, but you can like totally hear me being all snotty and I'm so sorry. So but- by default, if you're looking for that proof, if you're looking for that, the ego is not, let's say healthy, right? It would almost be, let's, let's make it in a little bit of a ridiculous joke here, which I think might be controversial in like 2023 because I'm about to use like gender as an example, but let's say you have a healthy ego about being a woman, right? Like for myself, I would consider I have a healthy ego about being a woman. So what does that mean? That means that I don't need people to validate me being a woman. I don't need to go to the bathroom and check and see if I am a woman. (laughs) I don't need to constantly grab my tit and be like, okay, the tit's there. Okay, I'm a woman, right? So it's kind of a ridiculous example. Um, But I think it's it's really well, uh, it's really accurate, right? So if you have a healthy ego around your worth, right? You don't need to prove your worth every single minute. You don't need to constantly have validation from outside or even from inside about your worth. Your worth is just your worth, right? You're like, yeah, of course I'm worthy, right? Like, of course I'm a woman. I have a vagina, right? Like, it's like, hello. And because I have a healthy, you know, woman ego, if someone comes up to me and goes, hey, you're a man, I would probably look at that person and I probably wouldn't get very offended and I'd probably be like, are you fucking crazy? Like, okay, let's do, let's do something that's like less controversial right now. So it's kind of like a healthy ego of your skin color, right? So if you are white or if you're brown or if you're black or whatever, like, you know that you're that color. Now, regardless of whatever belief you have around the color of your skin, it's like, you understand that that's the color of your skin, right? And if someone comes up to you and says, hey, your skin is purple, you're like, what the fuck? No, it's not. And so most likely if someone comes up to you and goes, hey, your skin is purple and, you know, or says something maybe not that direct and is like, oh, wow, this shirt would really match with your purple skin, you'd probably turn around and be like what? And so you see how the reaction to that, that kind of, that opposing of your ego is not like, you're not angry, you're not sad, you don't have an emotion, you're just kind of confused. You're just kind of like, I don't understand, you know? Whereas, you know, an unhealthy ego, let's say that you weren't sure of your skin color and, you know, you weren't, you know, like 100% sure of, you know, like, you you know, you'd have to, you'd want to check all the time, which is kind of ridiculous because we see our skin all the time because, you know, you're like, you're like this body, right? But it'd be like, you're, you're like, you're there and then you're daydreaming and you're like, oh my God, it's my, okay, I'm not purple, okay. You know, like you're verifying every minute to make sure that your skin is not purple, right? Like, okay, it's the same color. Is it the same color? color? Yes, it is the same color. Okay, so these examples were a little bit ridiculous. I didn't really, I guess they were like super controversial. Like gender, color, I'm like, how 
politically incorrect am I? <laughs> Which is really funny because I don't really have any problems with any gender or any not gender or any color, even if you're purple. Unconditional love. Um, so if we translate this back to something that's a little bit more tangible, uh, your worthiness, right? Your deserving of things, right? Your value as a human being, right? These are things that if you don't have a healthy ego around these things, it's going to be really, really difficult for you to be able to destroy your ego, for you to be able to come into non-duality. On the other hand, it can be also a kind of a way to bypass if you want. And now I want to give, I want to open up this little, you know, this little uh, personal story here for that. So for me, I, you know, a lot of abandonment, a lot of rejection in my life, a lot of abuse, and my self-esteem, needless to say, wasn't very high, right? Wasn't very healthy, wasn't very developed. Actually, there, I think, was even a pattern of me consistently seeing symbolism in the world that are continuously reinforcing the and validating the ego that I had that I am worthless, I am not deserving of love, and I am like unworthy of pleasure and all of these great things in life. Uh, maybe not pleasure, but more like, you know, love and like those high vibration things like joy and etc. And so because of this very, you know, painful state, when I was first introduced to this whole like non-dual you are nothing you are not the mind you are not the body it was like oh my god I don't have to be this anymore yay right (laughs) awesome oh my god I am not my shit childhood I am not you know my shit self I am not this shit life oh this is such a relief right So it can go in that direction as well. But then still for me on a deeper level to be able to really come into non-duality, for me to really embrace unconditional love, I have had to go through this journey of building up my healthy ego, right? So I want want to just, I, I guess that was just a little bit of like a side note of like, hey, you know, this, the, the, your mind can trick you when it comes to this subject. So all in all, okay, let me come back to this humility. So I really encourage you to see humility as recognizing that all of the great, beautiful, amazing things about you are not you, they're God. All of the really shitty, horrible, dark things about you are not you, they're God, Right? And humility is not about you not recognizing and you not being in your power and you not seeing all the potential that you have, you not being the amazing light channel that you are. Humility is not about you holding back. Humility is not about you not boasting. Humility is about you being able to analyze and to see every situation And for you, in the most beneficial way for every single creature and living, sentient being around you, for you to be able to contribute to them and to, by default, yourself because you're also a sentient being, 
right? So this is, this is where, so if I'm in a room, right, if I'm talking with people and, you know, we're a bunch of travelers and, you know, we're talking and it's like, oh, have you been there? Have you been there? You know, and, 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 and oh, what do you do? And if I sit there and I'm like, oh, I, I don't do much, you know, I, I don't do much. I just kind of like work. Yeah, I just kind of get by. I just kind of work online, you know. Am I benefiting those people by being humble, right? By not boasting, quote unquote, about what I do, right? Okay, so I work online. I'm a closer. I'm like actually, you know, pretty successful. I've made tons of money online. I've been working online for the last, you know, five years. I own land. All of these things that are like true about me that I could use to build that ego in an unhealthy way to be on an ego trip where I'm like, oh my God, I am so deserving. Look at me. I'm so awesome, which is a very conditional love of the self, a conditional self-esteem, a conditional love. Now, all of those things that, yes, could be, you know, toxic, is it beneficial for me to keep them for myself or is it beneficial for me to share them? Everything is context-based. There's been so many times where I've spoken with travelers and I'm not very, I'm very open about it. Yeah, this is what I do. You know, this is the kind of money that can be made. This is personally how I live my life. And I say it in a humble way. Okay, maybe I'm not that humble. I don't know, but... (laughs) this is, I, I, I strongly believe that it is encouraging people. Now, why is that? Because it's, it's proving to people that it can be done. And the energy behind which I'm saying it is relatively neutral, right? It's, it's like, yeah, this, it is what it is. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll openly share it. I'm not going to sit there and purposely not tell people about my lifestyle, right? On the flip side, though, if I'm in a cafe with people and, you know, we're talking and we're chatting, I'm not going every two minutes to bring the conversation back to my lifestyle. (laughs) I'm not going to purposely search for opportunities to bring up, oh, by the way, I'm a world traveler that works online, right? Because it's, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm searching for that validation. I don't need to have that validation, right? And when someone does give me that validation, because in that context, it is appropriate and I do find it beneficial to share and it's simply honest, I understand that whatever validation someone is giving for me in the face of me, because it's happened to me before, couple times and I'm living in India, I'm in Goa and you first meet a bunch of hippies like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I live here. No, no, no. Oh my God. How do you make money? Oh, I work online. Oh my God. You're living the dream. Oh, and when people say that to me, I go like, yes. Oh my God. They're so right. I'm living the dream. I am so grateful. And the validation that they're giving me as the quote unquote, the girl living the dream, I see that as a symbolism for them validating their own desires through me. Isn't that super different? Isn't that super different than them validating me, them telling me I am worthy, I am deserving of love and I am deserving of praise and I am deserving of all of these things and I am worthy and I'm awesome. What I choose to see, and this is something that, you know, it's a process, you train yourself to see this, is what I think real humility is. 
And I'm not saying I do this all the time, 100%, and I'm completely immune and enlightened. No, this is, this is like the principle and the philosophy behind it. This is where I intend to be. This is where the, the awareness is. The awareness is that even if part of my ego is like, yes, look at me, I'm so good. The awareness is still there saying, hey, this is just them projecting themselves onto you, right? So I'm not identifying with that. This is real humility. Real humility is not like, oh, well, you know, I'm just a simple person, you know. No, fuck you. You're not a simple person. No one's a simple person. Do you know how many healers, how many amazing people, how many people that come from fucked up, traumatized experiences, either in their childhood, in their teenage years, in their adulthood, yesterday, and that come out such resilient, amazing people and they don't give themselves the credit because they want to be humble. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck your fucking stupid fucking humility. Honestly, no. See that. See how that is amazing. See how you did that. Give yourself credit. Be like, yes, yes, this is me. This is me. And simultaneously at the same time, be aware that this is not you. But the more that you are able to come into a healthy ego, the less that you are going to need the symbolic confirmation of you as a self and your worthiness and your deserving and your ability to be loved, the more that you're going to be able to come into non-duality. So I hope this makes sense. I hope this has made sense. And I've really, really enjoyed this topic. It's something that's really close to me because I do think that it's really, really, really misunderstood. And again, I'm, you know, I don't even know where I get this information from. It's just, I feel like there's a knowing inside of me. I feel like there's an understanding. I love to analyze things and I come to these conclusions. And from, you know, what I've learned in yoga, in, you know, NLP, in spirituality, in metaphysics, you know, I've read a lot, a bunch of these, like, you know, self-help books and blah, blah, blah. And I've been reading these things for the last, you know, seven, seven years, more or less. So, all of these, what I'm saying is a mix of, you know, teachings and personal experience. So please, if this lands with you, take it, apply it. If it helps you be more joyous, loving and abundant, fucking hell yeah. If this doesn't, if you feel like this is toxic, if you feel like this isn't serving you, throw it in the garbage, right? And my, in my humble opinion, <laughs> none of this is actually me. I really, 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 really hope I'm channeling some light right now and not some darkness. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> so whatever light that is coming through me, God acting as me right now, creating this. That's that's the humility that I that I like to experience and that I found beneficial to adopt. And it's not always easy, but nothing is you. Your awesomeness is not you. It's God that's, that's experiencing that, that, that life that's experiencing itself through its awesomeness as you, you know, like crazy stuff, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. All right. Talk soon.